Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It just happened. The second biggest album of 2022 just dropped last night. I was up late watching Renaissance or listening to Renaissance, Beyonce's latest uh, series of bops. And they are bops. If you're into EDM, it's a, it's a departure for Beyonce. It's not typical Beyonce. Uh, but I say second biggest album because Vivian's still coming. I can't wait to see <laughs> the numbers Vivian does because Beyonce who? Listen, Vivian I am so, it's all about Vivian Cavarici, but I listen to Beyonce's album. You're not a huge fan. I'm going to give 7,000 benefits of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> I'm Beyonce Lemonade. Yes. Like, die hard. I also love that era like i'm not an edm girl Mm. at all and you would think so because i love psychedelics but i'm not into it yeah so now lisa will love this album but i'm gonna sit down because i'm also not one that likes a song right when i hear it it has to like live in me Mm -hmm. but we'll see i'm not gonna judge it is beyonce what type of album listener are you because i'm the guy who goes through and listens to the first 10 to 20 seconds of every single song in a row first same same do same, you same. okay I don't so a lot of people thing. think that is like so so horrible no no no. i have to get a vibe i have to know what i'm listening to i'm 10 to 20 seconds i move on but then i'm also like aware it to, i'll play the same song oh, fifty thousand times of course well hopefully there are good ones to choose from because when uh when was it chromatica came out rain on me was that chromatica Ugh, yeah rain on me is the only song i really listened to from that album i did not like chromatica i had a different Difficult time with Joanne, but I also like what I know. But going back to Beyonce, though, Lemonade was definitely like an iconic moment in time because of the the entire visual album that came out with it, which had never really been done up to that point. Um, I'm personally, though, I like her Beyonce album, but I also loved B-Day. So I feel there's a lot of like bops on there. So I feel like this could be like, I think I'll be very happy with this album. Yeah, I think we're going to get into it. Maybe not. Like I said, even break my soul, I didn't gag for. Like mm. it's, but that's just not my sure. thing. It's so many people's things. <clears throat> I think the gate clubs are going to go crazy this year her, yes. with her. The drag queens are going to have so much material. I think it's also a little bit generational. I had a friend of mine who is right. also forty or forty-one years old, and she texted me last night. She's never texted me about Beyonce in her life. She goes, "Oh my god, I'm dying for this. It's so sickening." And I was like, there, yes. Yeah. When we started going to the clubs years ago, this was the type of music we listened to. Well, she said that the reason she really did this is she's paying homage to her at the time, like 40-something-year-old uncle who was HIV positive, mm. who shared this type of music with her at a very young age. I didn't know that. Now I love uh-huh. it even more. I know. I know. So that makes this story really amazing. It's obvious that she wanted to try to pay homage the way I'm paying homage to Vivian. She just cannot get off my... Yeah. 
yeah. vibe. Also, she has a 47-year-old uncle. Mine are all like 70. No, no, at the time. Got it. Like when she was a little girl, her 40-something-year-old uncle had showed her um, all this type of music mm. that was coming out of the clubs, and she never forgot it. So it's like paying homage. Love, 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 love. Well, we have a fantastic show coming up for you. Of course, Beyonce is going to be popping in and out throughout the day uh, because it, it, because I'm going to say so. Yeah, there okay. it is. There it is. You got it. <laughs> right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? Well, speaking of drag queens, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis filed a complaint <laughs> oh, God. against our house in Miami after a video showed children at one of the restaurant's drag brunch events. DeSantis said at a news conference Wednesday that the video in which a child can be seen walking with a drag performer dressed in lingerie led to an investigation by the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation. The department filed an administrative complaint obtained by NBC News on Tuesday that accuses the restaurant of disorderly conduct. Oh, my God. The video was shared by the Twitter accounts, Libs of TikTok, which is known for sharing videos of drag performers, teachers, and other non-public figures talking about LGBTQ issues that generate outrage. Listen, I won't name her because I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. On my, like, what, 32nd birthday, we went to a big drag show, and one of my closest friends brought her daughter, who was maybe four at the time, eating breakfast. She gave the drag queen a dollar. It was so much fun. Everyone just thought it was hilarious and adorable. This is the scary thing, though, because you have named her telling this story half a dozen times before in the past. And now today you're a little bit nervous to tell it. And that is the point of all of this. That's what makes this so scary. What well, they're trying... I do it out of respect for her. I if know, it were me. I know, but you've never, ever not said her name before. And well, I, she's I, a public figure. I, I know, but you said her name every time before. Think about that, though. Yeah. And now these stories are starting to become more common. And now we're thinking to ourselves, well, I don't want to put people in danger. I don't want to like put somebody at risk because of this kind of stuff going on in, in Florida. That's what's so dangerous about these things. Yeah, it, It's the repercussions and the ripple effects of everybody starting to get quiet and slowly erasing our society and our culture. Yeah, That's the scary thing. And I totally respect that because I totally get why you're doing it, but you've never done it before. Yeah, And I think these sorts of things seep into our psyche. Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. So sad. All right, let's get into weather quickly. It's going to be a high of... 101 in Dallas, 99 in La Quinta, uh, 79 in Cleveland, 76 in Buffalo, 92 in Atlanta, 88 in Miami, 100 in Palm Springs, 100 in Vegas, and 83 in Los Angeles. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here's your vibe. You won't break my soul. Yeah. You just won't. You won't do it, Keep babe. trying, Ron DeSantis. It's not going to happen. Ron, just shut up. Ron, I've got a video coming out with your name on it, baby, and Uh-oh. you are going to feel it deeply. Okay. Uh, coming up, quitting the idea of going above and beyond. TikToker says he quiet quit his job, and it might be the best thing he's ever done. Next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Little Miss memes are going viral on TikTok and Instagram right now. Um, and I don't really understand why. <laughs> um, but... In June, American Girl dolls received the meme treatment. Now, TikTok and Instagram users are associating themselves with a literary character that was consistently found on the shelves of young millennials. Think like Little Miss cries when she's mad or Little Miss commitment issues. If you were a Little Miss, who would you be? Okay, I actually loved this and I posted some. I thought it was so funny. There's multiple, but uh, there was one that said, 
Little Miss um, sings everything. Mm. And I thought that was so funny. Little Miss sings the words but has no idea what they are. That, that and would be I me. I loved it so yeah. much. I think they're fun. I think that um, so many people have been posting them also. Um, but they're just a stupid, fun trend that people are doing, I think, to keep us out of the depression we're all falling into. Okay, that, that's the actual part. <laughs> because it's so wild. Like, this stuff is so mindless and so just, like, silly and ridiculous. But also, like, we don't want to deal with what's going on in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to, like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Is the world on fire? Sure. Call me Little Miss, don't care if the world's on fire. I Call me what you yeah, will. Yeah, right. But, like, Little Miss, don't want to pay attention to nothing right now. That's that Little Miss, I'm going to listen to Beyonce's Renaissance album all weekend long and pay no mind to anyone else. That's, that's the my Little Miss. You think on all those sentences, Little Miss, I don't care right yeah, now. Little, little yeah. Miss, because you know what I am? Little Miss, little just mi- going to go do whatever. Just call me Little Miss Sassy. <laughs> little Miss Sassy. I love it. There have been so many um, that are so cute. Little Miss uh, cries when she's mad, for example. How about Reese Witherspoon did one in homage to uh, her Legally Blonde character. Little Miss uses legal jargon in everyday life. And it's a little pink character with pink hair. I love it. Adorable. Well, some of these are really funny. Little Miss Borderline Personality Disorder. Well, yeah. Mm. Little Miss Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Oh, God. You're really telling about yourself a lot. Little Miss IBS. Yes. They're funny. Some of them are ridiculous. Mm. Little Miss has commitment issues. Little Miss going to share all my wedding content on TikTok for the next year and don't care about it. See how fun it is? Yeah. Now you're seeing Mine it. Mine tend to be a little bit longer. I feel like I'm pretty, uh, I, I, I'm a pretty extraordinary person. I, I take a lot of explanation. So it's I think okay. I just need a few more words. Um, there's more. Okay. Little Miss can't spell restaurant. 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 Wait, also, Little Miss can't pronounce spaghetti. Hello. Paschetti. Paschetti. Who there calls it Paschetti? So- Paschetti? A lot of people. Listen, I think it's a great trend, and it's keeping people's minds uh, very on on not edge. Not on edge. However, this one, le- Little Miss forgets to eat. That's never happened to me in my life. Yeah. People that forget to eat, I, I don't, I'm like, how do you forget to eat? Your belly doesn't say, like, bitch, we're hungry. Mine like, is, I've <laughs> never forgotten to eat. I wish I did. I could all be, also be Little Miss uh, needs to cough sometime, somehow every single time he comes on air. As soon as the mic turns on, I feel like I need to cough. Every time. Really? Every it's like time. a nervous habit. Yeah, maybe. I'm nervous. All right, do you get a cough right now? No. All right, okay. Are we cont- should we just go? Should I feel like I'm off? a doctor getting the physical. Okay, babe, we'll cough it out. Let's take it out of this break. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah, give it a good one. All right, Beyonce is thanking somebody who's part of the community for her new Renaissance album. Find out who might so special to her next. Be morning. Be Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic show for you today. As always, right now, though, it's time for some uh, What's Poppin' from our girl, Michaela. And if there's anything popping today, it's the one, the only, Beyonce. Go on. Beyonce is popping. Her new album is out. People are losing their minds. And look, whether or not you like it, it is definitely a vibe. But there's a reason why this album is different from the rest. I feel like Beyonce has always been transparent with what inspired the album. And she's used so many personal stories and situations. I mean, look at Lemonade. But this one is also very personal for her. If people are asking, why is it more dance, EDM? She's finally talking about her uncle, who was HIV positive, who really influenced 
uh, this this album and type of music. She said, a big thank you to my uncle Johnny, she writes. He was my godmother and the first person to expose me to a lot of the music and the culture that serve as an inspiration for this album. Mm. And so she's really paying homage to him and I love it. I think it's amazing. Um, she's always been such an ally to our community, but she says, I want to dedicate this award to my uncle Johnny. Now, this was an award that she won a, a while ago. In her speech, she had said, I want to dedicate this award to my Uncle Johnny, the most fabulous gay man I've ever known for uh, the Vanguard Award. She said he lived his truth. He was brave and unapologetic during a time when this country was not accepting and witnessing his battle with HIV was one of the most painful experiences I've ever lived. Mm. That was her speech for um, receiving the Vanguard Award. But she's now made an entire album influenced off of the music that he showed her. And I, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think this album is going to throw people for a loop. I think that not, not everybody is going to be a fan or at least initially not be a fan. I hope Michaela comes around. Um, but I feel like the gays are going to gag for this. Like I listened to the first 20 seconds of every song last night because I had to go to bed and I didn't have time. And I was already like, okay, I'm ready to go live my best life. I want to book a trip somewhere and just go dancing for like a week yeah. to this album. Super excited about it. Uh, she also uh, shared a photo. There's a photo of her in bed with her three kids, which is pretty rare. The kids are never photographed. Ever. You never <clears throat> see them, at least. And she said that writing this album or creating this album allowed me a place to dream and to find escape during a scary time. That's relatable. That's We're all so living through relatable. scary times. Well, and I think it's really, um, I don't want to say exciting, but I think that it's kind of a relief to know that Beyonce was also scared. Yeah. Like we yeah. were. Like she's Beyonce and she was like, I suffered in the pandemic. That's what I want to hear. And also that That's interview the, the interview you're talking about where she talked about her uncle was from two thousand six. So that just tells you how long she's been advocating and speaking up and been an ally to our community. Uh, I just love her. Yeah. I just love her. <clears throat> Me too. All right, coming up. Uh, we are talking how Democrats plan to overhaul taxes, climate spending, and health care before the midterms. Uh, we'll talk about it coming up in the final hour. Next hour. Not final. Where am I? Eh. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic uh, second hour coming up for you today on The Morning Beat. Do want to remind you a little bit later on in the show, uh, we're going to be talking about cancel culture, the uncanceling of cancel culture. That's where we are now, apparently. Uh, you see stars like Kevin Spacey, Leah Michelle, James Franco making comebacks all of a sudden. Uh, we thought that was impossible just a year or two ago, yet here we are. Yeah. Why is that? We're going to dive into the psychology of it just a bit. Also here in about 14 minutes from right now, it's a little bit later on the show, correct, Vanessa? Yeah, it's in our 8 o'clock hour or 9 o'clock hour. Yep, later on in the show. And then also this hour on the show in Red, White, and Q, uh, we're going to be talking about this this big deal, the surprise deal that Joe Manchin and uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer came to uh, that could uh, really lead to saving a lot of Americans from rising inflation. Uh, right before the midterms, the Democrats need to win right now. Joe Manchin might just give them one after stalling and mm -hmm. digging his heels mm -hmm. in the ground for the last two years like a petulant child. He might be coming to the table, and it could help your bank account. We'll tell you why and how as we're joined with an expert uh, healthcare reporter from The Health 202, going to be joining us for Red, White, and Q in just a little bit. So stick around for that conversation. It's a great hour coming up here on The Morning Beat. Of course, it is all things Beyonce today, and I can't let it go because... We've been waiting for July 29th oh my for gosh. so long. I haven't listened to the entire album yet. You're not a huge fan of what you've heard just just yet, but there's a, a heavy, heavy like 
EDM dance, like nightclub, like yes. influence on this album. And I think that in a way, she might understand that that's what we need right now. Maybe. Like we just need to be mindless and dance and be like live our best lives because it's been intense these last yeah, few no. years. Beyonce tends to get. Beyonce understands what we need before we know what we need. That, that is right. <laughs> and then Michaela is going to follow up next month with her album drop, uh, and that's going to bring us all the tears and all the emotions. So we're going to be right back into an emotional state. Can't wait. Thanks, Bob. I'm every just t- really looking forward to going to the Cheesecake Factory. Every, I, that's, okay. I, my end goal so is tell, Cheesecake Factory. Tell our listeners what you're going through right now, you poor, poor, unfortunate soul. Well, much like Beyonce, <laughs> I'm trying to prepare for yeah. a music video. Yes. Well, okay, so so Beyonce prepared, just <clears throat> to give our listeners a reference, for the homecoming performance at Coachella, she did what? She did the Master Cleanse, which if you've been around long enough, you know what it is, honey. She did it for, what, a day or two? She did it for 20 days. 20 days, okay. But it is recommended to do for 10 days. Okay. healthy. It's just a cleanse. For 10 days. For 10 days. She did 20. I'm just trying to do seven days. Okay, so you must be, what, day six or seven now and really struggling? I'm day two. Day two? And (laughs) I kind of even cheated yesterday. So you're back on day one? Kind of, yeah, because I had like a little piece of fish yesterday. I was so hungry. But you know videos don't lie. You can't Photoshop videos, and I wanted to look really good. So I was like, I'm going to be as disciplined as Beyonce. Girl, I don't know if I can be. It is tough. I'm going to do it, though, because I've already committed. Mm. But one thing that me and AJ love is Cheesecake Factory. Yes. And we like to eat trashy. Bread, pasta, all the things. Dipped in the ranch. Fried. Martinis. Yes. Then we like to go to the store across the street, and I watch AJ purchase things, and he gives me a bag, <laughs> and then we go home. I mean, it's like our thing. Wait, I love it. are you talking it. about aloe? Uh-huh. Because it's super <laughs> expensive, and whenever, I, and whenever I go there, if you spend like $250, they give you a free tote bag, and I always spend way over that so I'm like here's an extra tote Michaela and I love it she feels it. like a cool girl and she walks yeah. around with her tote yeah and then I pretend You're like I have stuff in it because I like it and then Vanessa yells at me because she says I could get the same stuff at Target for a fraction of the price <laughs> yeah well she's like our good thinker here yeah she's she's, she's our realist mm-hmm. yeah so well good luck with the cleanse I'm really proud of you Thanks, babe. I don't know that I don't know what I'm proud of exactly since you did eat yesterday apparently a little bit of fish. So <laughs> good luck on day one again. Thank you. We are back to day I, one. I understand. I did do a cleanse one time. I told you this. I lasted ten minutes. I tried to join my mom. Ten minutes after I did my first juice, I ate a row of saltine crackers. I mm-hmm. broke ten mm-hmm. minutes. So mm-hmm. I can't. I, kudos to you. Listen, it's very hard. So we're just going through it. Do you have the uh, energy to focus on news on the beat? I'm going to give you my best. All right. South Carolina became the seventh state last month to permit healthcare providers to decline to serve people if they feel doing so would violate their religious beliefs. As a result, more than one in eight LGBTQ people now live in states where doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals can legally refuse to treat them according to the Movement Advancement Project, an LGBTQ think tank. How is that even... Oh, I'm sorry. How is that even... Like, I thought the Hippocratic Oath meant you had to take care of everybody. Yeah, I, so apparently not. you could just no. choose to agree with your religion. That could affect us. It could affect a Muslim person, a Jewish person, anybody who's not yeah. like Christian or whatever the doctor may be. That's just wild. Sorry. Yeah, nuts. Now, in addition to South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Ohio, and Illinois have similar measures in effect. Yeah, I told my mom when it happened in Ohio a year or two ago. I said, Mom, like, I'm like, I, I don't feel comfortable coming home anymore. She's like, oh, honey, it would never happen. I'm like, what? You say that? Yeah. What do you mean it would never happen? What if myself or my partner got in a car accident while we were home and we happened to get a doctor in Hillbilly, Ohio, who doesn't want to treat us as queer people? Like, we're dead. Yeah. Like, like, like I don't, that's not a risk I want to take. No. Now, eight states? Yeah. It's nuts. Uh. It really is nuts. 
All right, another news. Residents of a small Iowa town who complained about LGBTQ-friendly library workers may have gotten more than they bargained for. On July 8th, the Vinton Public Library was forced to close after every one of its full-time employees quit following months of outrage over LGBTQ plus books and staff. The library remained closed for a full week before reopening at half capacity with volunteers taking shifts while administrators scramble to make sure a temporary closure doesn't become permanent. Jonathan Lovitz, a public policy advisor for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, is concerned about the message the library's closure sends to residents not embroiled in the controversy. He recommends that Vinton and other towns hire employees with experience at the intersection of education and inclusion. All right, let's get into a bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 83 in L.A., 99 in Vegas, 100 in Palm Springs, 88 in Miami, 91 in Atlanta, 79 in Cleveland, 100 in La Quinta, and 101 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the day. The shoe that fits one person pinches another. There is no recipe for living that suits all cases. So if it worked for Beyonce, it might not work for you. Oh, is that? Eat okay, that fish. we're here. <laughs> Eat that fish. <laughs> I do. I'm a lesbian. It's what oh, I'm God. known to do. I was going to say, I can see that on a t-shirt somewhere, like <laughs> Dinah Shore. Yeah, oh, new Lord. merch coming out this yep. fall. Tilapia everywhere. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. I am American, American, American. Months, months, and months have gone by since uh, we thought that the Build Back Better plan had any sort of life left in it. And while that actual plan may be dead, uh, a- a- another version has risen like a like like a phoenix rising from the ashes. As Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, uh, came to a deal this week that surprised many. Uh, and here to talk about that deal is Rachel Rubin, who is a national healthcare reporter and author of the Health Two Hundred Two. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, 
there's a lot in this. And and Democrats have a big plan to overhaul taxes, climate spending, to cover health care. Uh, what do you know and what do you want our listeners to know about this deal? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I think uh, one is that this is a deal between Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin. And for months, you know, you talk to Senate Democrats, you ask them what's happening on reconciliation and they say that they need to know what joe manchin can support and so now we see that deal um which means it has uh momentum behind it if if manchin's on board um the deal in terms of the healthcare space would allow medicare to negotiate prescription drugs for the first time, which is a policy Democrats have campaigned on for years. Mm. And it would keep enhanced financial help for roughly 13 million people who get uh, their health coverage through the Affordable Care Act exchanges for three years, as well as um, efforts that they say would, that Democrats believe would help with climate change, uh, deficit reduction, and more. I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a great deal for Democrats. I mean, right before the midterms, they finally get a win. Uh, Joe Biden has said, listen, this isn't my deal. This is Joe Manchin. Uh, do you think that's a smart strategy? Do you think Joe Biden might be saying, hey, I want to give these 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 other people who are running for reelection in 22 some shine right now and not take that away from them? Uh, do you think this could help Democrats come this fall? I think I think in terms of President Biden, he has recognized for months that the kind of more sweeping roughly two trillion dollar spending bill was not something that democrats were going to be able to pass democrats do want to be able to campaign on some of the provisions in this bill in the midterms um you know i talked to kind of vulnerable members in the house who had passed legislation back in November who were waiting on the Senate who, you know, had said that they were kind of concerned about not having a win on some of these provisions that they could bring back to voters. So I do think that this is, you know, if it, as long as it passes, this will be something that Democrats do want to tout on the campaign trail. Yeah, if it passes, right? Yeah, I think because I think the concern for me is just that, like, look, we love being Democrats. We love everything we stand for. But there's not always a lot of follow through, which is why I think the Republicans always end up shining over us because they're just ruthless and relentless. Um, And so with this, you know, bill, do you think that we've got the stamina to really write it all the way through? I think there are two two main things here for the Democratic Party. The first is that this is a bill that Senate Democrats, Democrats in general, are passing using a kind of fast-track budget maneuver that's called reconciliation. So that means they can do so with the support of just Democrats and circumvent needing any Republican vote. So they, so essentially, one senator that everyone is kind of waiting to hear for from is Senator Kirsten Sinema, mm-hmm. a Democrat from Arizona, to see sure. if she supports the bill. And this, what Senator Schumer has said in the past 24, 48 hours is that the goal for his chambers to vote on it at some point next week. 
the house is scheduled to be out, but in the thinking is the house would come back if the Senate passes it and um, pass the bill. And the house also has a uh, kind of racist thin margin in terms of Democrats and Republicans in their chamber as well. Yeah, it's a really interesting time to be alive. Really fascinating stuff. Uh, I hope I hope it's a good thing for Democrats. I I, I, I I shudder to think what could happen this fall if things go south. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, Rachel Rubin, national health care reporter and author of The Health 202. Um, where where can our listeners uh, read read your articles and read read your work on The Health 202? Oh, yes. Uh, health 202 comes out in the Washington Post uh, every weekday. Fantastic. Thanks Thank for stopping you so by. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, coming up, what if you won the lottery? Do you know how to stay safe and secure? And could you imagine? We're going to talk about it as it's in the billions coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right. Anticipation is growing. People are going wild across the country in 45 states, at least, because uh, there is a Mega Millions jackpot being drawn tonight that will get maybe one person over that billionaire status. One point one billion dollars. Can you even imagine what you do with $1.1 billion? Because I I certainly can. I've got it all mapped out every single penny. Michaela, anything over $1,000 is the same to her. Oh, my so gosh. Winning the lottery. You just keep spending till it stopped. Well, it's so funny because my partner loves lottery tickets. She thinks they're so fun. She loves the scratch-offs. It's like her thing. But even yesterday, she was like, Michaela, this is a big one. And I was like, I know, so get a few tickets. But, I mean, to really win... What would you do? Well, this is only the third time that the prize fund has surpassed the $1 billion mark in the two-decade history. Um, and this is about as big as record amounts that were won back in 2018 and 2020. So these these numbers are becoming more consistent, right? Uh, but th- what that also means, though, is that these drawings that have ha- taken place recently, in recent weeks, nobody's won. Right. Which is wild. Right. So, th- so it, 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 it takes me back to being a kid watching Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory for the first time thinking, mm-hmm. what would I do with a golden ticket? Yeah. Well, here's what you should do, obviously. A couple bits of advice for you. Should you win the big one? And you can you can pay us a 1% even. A yeah, 1% not fee a problem. is fine. Whatever you want. Um, be aware of scammers. Uh, be aware of people reaching out to you. If, if, if you should, should win, I would keep it a secret. And the very, very first thing you should do is take the ticket, probably put it in a plastic bag, make copies of it, multiple copies to show to attorneys and to, and to public accountants or whoever you're going to be hiring to help you with your finances, and then seal that ticket in a plastic bag or something, a Ziploc bag, and go to your bank and ask for a safe deposit box and rent one. Store it there. Nobody can get it. Keep the original safe. Do not sign it because in some states, if you sign the lottery ticket ahead of time, you can't actually have the option to be anonymous later because some states allow you to claim your money anonymously. I think in California, we have to let them know it's us. I don't know if you can do I it feel a- like everybody should be able to claim it anonymously. Mm-hmm. Look, I love that we're here like giving advice about winning a billion dollars in the lotto and we've got this really great article. But honey, if you are the winner of a billion dollars for real, Tonight, like first of all, I'd faint, lose my mind. I wouldn't even know. I don't know if I would get my. I would not stop crying for the rest of my to life. get forever. So I also think though that that's when those little minions come out and they want their money. They're well, like, everybody, oh, can I have some money? Can I have the People mystery? Have the murdered. mystery sister you didn't know you had. 
She pops oh, back yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Family She's members all of a coming, at, coming out of the woodwork. Definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, also, there's a big question like, do you take the lump sum or do you take the payments in annuities, right? Annuities might actually get you more money over the long term if you can be patient and take like a yearly payout. However, back in 2008, I didn't realize this when the financial crisis was happening, they, they started writing out IOUs in some states because they couldn't pay out the annuities. Wow. So if the federal government were to go bankrupt at some point in the next 40 years, whenever you're getting your annuities, however long it's stretched out, the very first thing you better believe is going to go is their payouts, their payouts to like the lottery. Oh, for sure. So I'm taking that lump sum every time. Yeah. I'll put four or five hundred million dollars in my account and call it call it a day. Um, what would you do? What's the first what's the what's the big the first big thing you would do if you got the money? I don't know. I mean, to be completely honest, it's so much money and something that I've never been like, oh, and I'm a billionaire. I think I would definitely put it in a place where I would make money off my money for the rest of my life to create like generational wealth and to make sure that there was always a solid flow. But I think I would just buy like a beautiful house that me and Lisa owned. Very similarly to Vane, we would travel. I'd probably begin having children because we could afford them so easily and help my brother out. I'd probably help the people that I loved so much. So you'd buy a house and buy some children. Got it. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would keep it really simple. As much as I'm like so bougie, I'm really not. Like, yeah. I'm not a designer girl. I'd probably put it into another album. I'd let Lisa do whatever she wanted. Like, it would still be. I think the beautiful thing about money is I've never like wanted a lot. I just always wanted enough to have the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would just have that freedom and I would love it and I'd want to give that freedom to other people. That, that's my thing. I've, I've dreamt about this a million times. Like I've thought about this so many times. I have this belief system that that I'm going to win $874 million someday. I don't know why that number has been in my head since I can remember. Uh, it's $874 million, right? And if I ever see the lottery go to that number, I'm buying one ticket and one ticket only yeah. because that means I'm going to win. Yeah. Uh, but I've always thought about what I would do for everybody else. Like how much money would each of my siblings get? My parents, I'd definitely build my parents the house of their dreams. I would definitely buy a house here in L.A. I'd probably also buy one in Mexico because I, I love going down to Mexico so much. And then I'd buy someone some one somewhere else like overseas in Europe or somewhere tropical, maybe in Greece or, or Thailand even. Somewhere really cool because I, I, I love to travel. Yeah, I think we all in this room collectively said we would buy to experience. Yeah. Like, I just want to experience the world Vanessa, and like properly. How are you spending the billion dollars, Vanessa? Uh, I told Michaela I would buy my mom a house first. Yeah. And then I would quit. Yeah. And then I would travel. <laughs> yeah. In that order. <laughs> and then I would travel to vacation. And then I would uh, put some of the money somewhere that would make money on itself. I remember a couple of years ago and we had a conversation it. where there was another big jackpot. And I was like, first thing I would do is quit. And our boss was like, you can't say that on the air. I'm yeah. like, if you think for one second, not every listener uh-huh. in the world understands that if you win $1.1 billion, you're walking out of your job. I don't care how happy you are. I love you, Michaela. I'll see you later on my <laughs> private jet. I'm not coming back to work. Yeah, babe. <laughs> so basically, we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. Good luck, though. If, 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 if you do win, don't forget that 1% bonus that you're going to pay us for the uh, oh, mm-hmm. financial advice. Yes. Yeah. Good morning, B. Channel Q. You know who I feel really sorry for? 
Tell me. Privileged kids. Yes. I can't imagine. Being the child of a celebrity must be so difficult. So difficult. Just having the world at your fingertips. Private mm. jets, private schools. Yeah. All the good stuff. Sushi for lunch whenever you feel like it. Listen. That to me is fancy. Sushi all the time? Come on. Please. So I wish. I'm Sashimi. Obvi- I'm obviously kidding. Uh, they do not have it so rough. But according to one major celebrity, they have it. Twice as hard as everyone else. Yeah. Who's saying that? All What's right, popping? So Gwyneth Paltrow is under fire for saying children of celebrities have to work twice as hard to prove themselves. <clears throat> now, on Wednesday, the Goop founder appeared on an episode of Haley Bieber's vlog, Who's in My Bathroom, and discussed her experience growing up with famous parents. She said, as the child of someone, you get access other people don't have. So playing the field is not level in that way. However, I really do feel that once your foot is in the door, which you unfairly got in, then you almost have to work twice as hard and be twice as good. Now, this is coming from her mother is Blythe Danner, her father, Bruce Paltrow, also the goddaughter of Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. To which Haley Bieber said, I needed to hear this today. But the backlash is coming in hard. One user made an incredible point that said, um, come on, Gwen. It literally takes so many people their entire lives to even get close to even maybe getting their foot in the door. Uh, not, yeah, like, to find the door. Where is the door? Yeah, I'm still looking for okay. it. Okay. I, I think it's so funny. I, I, I want to understand what she's trying to say. But you literally are so set up for success. You're financially taken care of. This- like any classes that you need, they're paid for. Any uh, healthy living, it's paid for. This like is a, this is a lady who sells candles that smell like her vagina that cost seventy five dollars a candle. Yeah, she's I mean, out of touch. You can't talk to me about like what's difficult and what. Come on, you're like there's so much privilege. I I, I love Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's it's the I don't know, like the blonde, skinny, white lady of it all. It's just a lot. Yeah, like, babe, no one feels sorry for your kids. And no one feels sorry for you. Like, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I loved her in Shallow How. Like, I think she's so adorable. But It's like feeling um, bad for Olivia Jade. Uh, what's her name's daughter? Aunt Becky from Full House. Yeah. You know, and they're, they, or, or You're Felicity completely Huffman's set kid. up for success. Yes. The least you could do is feel a little bit of pressure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So half the time, people have had to pay rent or their acting yeah. costs. Do you know what pressure is? Pressure mm-hmm. is eating ramen noodles for the entirety of your 20s while you struggle to like share an apartment with somebody and have a mattress on a floor and share a bedroom with but them. But also, is eating ramen a struggle? Because it's, it's so good. It's so good, though. Like How a cup of noodle soup. The chicken Let's flavor is like something Woo! And also, even sometimes the shrimp kind of slaps. No, the shrimp is fancy. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's well, that's it's seafood. So yeah, you know obviously, that was my intro to seafood. I was mm-hmm. like, this is beautiful. You know what my intro to seafood was? What imitation crab meat? Mm. Thought it was real for most of my life. Yeah. So no, I hear that deeply. Apparently, it's Alaskan Pollock. So okay, now we know. Not to be confused with Jackson Pollock. Listen, this whole conversation is making me so hungry. Unfortunately, I'm in a very serious cleanse, but not everybody is. We're talking about. Why you shouldn't skip lunch. We've got a registered dietitian nutritionist joining us to talk about the pros and cons and what you need to know in the next hour. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, what happens to your body when you skip lunch? We've we've focused a lot over the years, I feel like, on breakfast and dinner, the importance of a of a good hearty breakfast, right? And that has been debated for decades, mm-hmm. uh, and then the importance <clears throat> of a healthy dinner. But what about lunch? I tend to skip it sometimes, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's what I do. Well, we've actually got a registered dietitian uh, and a nutritionist joining us in a little bit to talk about the importance of lunch or the lack of importance. Maybe we should skip it all together, but you have to stick around and find out. Yeah, I love that. I will say one thing, though, that's so cute that came to my mind. Vivian Cavaricci loved lunch. So did my grandmother. She did? Yes. She loved lunch. She liked to make a little turkey sandwich with lettuce and tomato and a little bit of pepper. Lunch was a moment. Yeah. But she also liked when you would take her to lunch. Mm. As she loved, I think my grandma was like me and maybe Corky was too in the sense like we loved appointments. We liked going to lunch. Like she really enjoyed having like a daytime restaurant vibe. And it was like the Olive Garden. There's like, something chilly. vibey about lunch. Yeah. Going to a lunch. Ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch, right? Like dinner maybe back in the day was like a thing. And I feel like especially for that generation, they didn't go out to eat a lot. No, it no, was, no, no. It was a luxury. That's why it was such a luxury. Yeah. And it was like you had to be home to make dinner for the family. Yeah, I'm going to have somebody else make me this casual meal in the middle of the day. Right. But lunch with a nice iced tea. <laughs> so Oh, I hate iced tea. You do? I do, but I love it. Wait, you do? I don't like iced tea at all. The only iced tea I drink in the entire world is a diet peach tea Snapple. First of all, that's called taste. Because it's like super, super sweet and like all artificial. Um, It's the only tea I like in the world. so funny. I didn't know that. I hate iced tea. It's right up there with, uh, it's up there with cilantro and rosemary and iced tea. Those three things. (laughs) Everything else I love. Oh, and also raw coconut. Those four, oh, yeah, those yeah, yeah. Four well, it's the texture me, thing, right? Yeah, you think it makes, it's skin? feels like skin. Those four things make me want to <laughs> vomit profusely. Ooh, that's so. how I feel about mushrooms. Okay. okay. I love a good mushroom. I know. I hate them. I love shrooms. What do you mushrooms. got for us? All right. Uh, <laughs> residents of a small Iowa town who complained about LGBTQ-friendly library workers may have gotten more than they bargained for. On July 8th, the Vinton Public Library was forced to close after every one of its full-time employees quit following months of outrage over LGBTQ plus books and staff, the library remained closed for a full week before reopening at half capacity with volunteers taking shifts while administrators scramble to make sure a temporary closure doesn't become permanent. Jonathan Lovitz, a public policy advisor for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, is concerned about the message the library's closure sends to residents not embroiled in the controversy. He recommends that at Vinton and other towns hire employees with experience at the intersection of education and inclusion. Yeah, what does that even mean? When people are going to protest whether you have gay books in your library or not, what are they supposed to do? Who knows, babe? People are just a-holes. Who knows? All right, another news, big news. The World Health Organization is calling on men who have sex with men to reduce the number of their sexual partners to help slow the spread of monkeypox. At a briefing on Wednesday, the WHO Director General Tedros Aldenom urged countries around the world to take the steps needed to stop transmission. For men who have sex with men, this includes, for the moment, Reducing your number of sexual partners, reconsidering sex with new partners, and exchanging contact details with any new partners to enable follow-up if needed. Uh, please, uh... 
For mm. men who have sex with men. It's not Melania. I know. I was like, who is he talking to? I'll tell you what, though. I've seen all of my friends, very proud of them as well, uh, waiting and getting the vaccine for monkeypox, being super responsible. But one of my friends goes, okay, we get it. You want us to get the monkeypox vaccine. And everyone is showing themselves in line, waiting hours to get it. Don't need to remind us. We're responsible. We've got it. Yeah. He was like annoyed and I kind of appreciated that. Yeah, I think it I'm proud of our community. I think it's uh, it's responsible. We learned what happened when the government turns its head the other way in the 1980s. We don't want that to happen again. Not that this is even that. Not that this is comparable to that, but um it is scary. And it's also a little bit triggering to be told like don't have sex. Like that's I understand. I think that's, how that's why he was bit, annoyed. He's like, we know what to do. This is a little bit triggering. We've and been then, through the AIDS pandemic. And then also, long. then also, you go and get the vaccine, and then everybody else who sees you on social media is like, oh, so you're hoeing? You're out here sleeping around right. because they're saying only get. I'm not getting it. I sleep with my husband, right? Um, and that's that's a privileged sort of position to be in. But I feel like it's also there's a stigma attached to getting the vaccine. Yeah, like if you uh, got absolutely. it, that must mean you've either had chlamydia or gonorrhea in the last year, or whatever the two I think are, or you're having sex. With well, that's what men. it was like when women got on birth control. It could yeah. simply be just regulate periods, and people were like, "Oh, you're sexually active." I'm like, "I'm 11." Okay, I've got, got cysts yeah. in my ovaries. My Calm sister down. got it for her acne when she was in high school. Mm-hmm. Birth control. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but kudos to our community. Absolutely. All right, coming up, why is it bad to skip lunch? We're talking to a registered dietitian nutritionist to talk about the pros and cons and what will happen to your body next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, what happens to your body when you skip lunch? We've, we've focused a lot over the years, I feel like, on breakfast and dinner, the importance of a, of a good, hearty breakfast, right? And that has been debated for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the importance <clears throat> of a healthy dinner. But what about lunch? I tend to skip it sometimes. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's what I do. Well, we've actually got a registered dietitian uh, and a nutritionist joining us in a little bit to talk about the importance of lunch or the lack of importance. Maybe we should skip it all together, but you have to stick around and find out. Yeah, I love that. I will say one thing, though, that's so cute that came to my mind. Vivian Cavaricci loved lunch. So did my grandmother. She did? Yes. She loved lunch. She liked to make a little turkey sandwich with lettuce and tomato and a little bit of pepper. Lunch was a moment. Yeah. But she also liked when you would take her to lunch. Mm. As she loved, I think my grandma was like me and maybe Corky was too in the sense like we loved appointments. We liked going to lunch. Like she really enjoyed having like a daytime restaurant vibe. And it was like the Olive Garden. There's like, something chili. vibey about lunch. Yeah. Going to a lunch. Ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch, right? Like dinner maybe back in the day was like a thing. And I feel like especially for that generation, they didn't go out to eat a lot. No, it no, was, no, no. It was a luxury. That's why it was such a luxury. Yeah. And it was like you had to be home to make dinner for the family. Yeah, I'm going to have somebody else make me this casual meal in the middle of the day. Right. But lunch with a nice iced tea. <laughs> so Oh, I hate iced tea. You do? I do, but I love it. Wait, you do? I don't like iced tea at all. The only iced tea I drink in the entire world is a diet peach tea Snapple. First of all, that's called taste. Because it's like super, super sweet and like all artificial. Um, It's the only tea I like in the world. so funny. I didn't know that. I hate iced tea. It's right up there with, uh, it's up there with cilantro and rosemary and iced tea. Those three things. (laughs) Everything else I love. Oh, and also raw coconut. Those four, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Four well, it's the texture me, thing, right? Yeah, you think it makes, it's skin? feels like skin. Those four things make me want to <laughs> vomit profusely. Ooh, so. That's how I feel about mushrooms. Okay. okay. I love a good mushroom. I know. I hate them. I love shrooms. What do you mushrooms. got for us? All right. Uh, 
<laughs> Residents of a small Iowa town who complained about LGBTQ-friendly library workers may have gotten more than they bargained for. On July 8th, the Vinton Public Library was forced to close after every one of its full-time employees quit following months of outrage over LGBTQ plus books and staff. The library remained closed for a full week before reopening at half capacity with volunteers taking shifts while administrators scramble to make sure a temporary closure doesn't become permanent. Jonathan Lovitz, a public policy advisor for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, is concerned about the message the library's closure sends to residents not embroiled in the controversy. He recommends that at Vinton and other towns hire employees with experience at the intersection of education and inclusion. Yeah, what does that even mean? When people are going to protest whether you have gay books in your library or not, what are they supposed to do? Who knows, babe? People are just a-holes. Who knows? All right, another news, big news. The World Health Organization is calling on men who have sex with men to reduce the number of their sexual partners to help slow the spread of monkeypox. At a briefing on Wednesday... The WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom urged countries around the world to take the steps needed to stop transmission. For men who have sex with men, this includes, for the moment, reducing your number of sexual partners, reconsidering sex with new partners, and exchanging contact details with any new partners to enable follow-up if needed. Uh, please... Uh... For mm. men who have sex with men. Some Melania. I know. I was like, who is he talking to? I'll tell you what, though. I've seen all of my friends, very proud of them as well, uh, waiting and getting the vaccine for monkeypox, being super responsible. But one of my friends goes, okay, we get it. You want us to get the monkeypox vaccine. And everyone is showing themselves in line, waiting hours to get it. Don't need to remind us. We're responsible. We've got it. Yeah, he was like annoyed, and I kind of appreciated that. Yeah, I think it, I'm proud of our community. I think it's uh, it's responsible. We learned what happened when the government turns its head the other way in the 1980s. We don't want that to happen again. Not that this is even that. Not that this is comparable to that, but um, it is scary, and it's also a little bit triggering to be told like, "Don't have sex." Like that's I understand. I think that's, how that's why a he was bit, annoyed. He's like, we know what to do. This is a little bit triggering. We've and been then, through the AIDS pandemic. And then also, long. then also, you go and get the vaccine, and then everybody else who sees you on social media is like, oh, so you're hoeing? You're out here sleeping around right. because they're saying only get. I'm not getting it. I sleep with my husband, right? Um, and that's that's a privileged sort of position to be in. But I feel like it's also there's a stigma attached to getting the vaccine. Yeah, like if you uh, got absolutely. it, that must mean you've either had chlamydia or gonorrhea in the last year or whatever the two I think are, or you're having sex. With well, that's what men. it was like when women got on birth control. It could yeah. simply be just regulate periods, and people were like, "Oh, you're sexually active." I'm like, "I'm 11." Okay, I've got, got cysts yeah. in my ovaries. My Calm sister down. got it for her acne when she was in high school. Mm-hmm. Birth control. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, But kudos to our community. Absolutely. All right, coming up, why is it bad to skip lunch? We're talking to a registered dietitian nutritionist to talk about the pros and cons and what will happen to your body next. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. All right, welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, we've often heard or been told throughout our lives that, you know, don't skip breakfast. Breakfast, It's the meal of the day, right? Breakfast of champions or or have a healthy dinner because it's important that you like finish off your day with a nice meal. 
What about lunch, though? I feel like lunch sometimes just gets lost in the shuffle. I know I'm guilty of this. I skip lunch a lot. I don't know if I should, if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing. Uh, and if you're like me, you're in luck because we have an expert actually on the show right now who is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, uh, certified specialist in sports dietetics. Uh, please welcome to the program, Yasi Ansari. Uh, Yasi, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thanks, Yasi. I'm great. Thanks for having me this morning. So talk to us about lunch. Because um, it feels like a life of luxury. Yeah, like, to me, lunch is not something that you eat. It's like, if you're luxurious, you're a lady who lunches. It feels like an option. Yeah. yeah is, We're going to the Olive Garden. Is that the right approach, or are we, are we missing the mark completely? I think it's really important to focus on getting all of your meals met throughout the day. Generally speaking, when we skip any meal, that includes lunch. It may cause signs of hunger. And some of those signs don't always show up as a growling stomach. This could be feeling sluggish, lack of concentration, moodiness, a.k.a. feeling hangry, and then thinking about food more than you want to be. Who wants to be thinking about food while they're working, right? Or like looking at the <laughs> clock and being like, oh, my gosh, when's the next time that I can take a little break and grab a little snack? It's all Michaela's um, talked about all morning. She's on a juice I'm on cleanse, a cleanse so right now, and all food. I want to do is murder everybody <laughs> lovingly. I'm having the most difficult time with it. It's day two. It's not like this has been like a feat it, also. And also, it's day two, and she ate a piece of fish yesterday. Yeah, I did so cheat already. So. But I want to ask you, how do you feel about cleanses? Because if meals are so important, what do you think about cleanses? You know, I... I work with a population where I don't recommend cleanses because I naturally believe that I believe that your body can naturally focus on cleansing itself and taking part in detoxifying itself. Like there are foods that we can be consuming throughout the day that help support our liver with that process. However, I do like to respect that if someone feels like they need to just you know, take a break one day and, and focus on getting more fruits and vegetables and, and juices. Go ahead and do that, but also know that that may not feel very satisfying throughout the day. Well, Beyonce says she did it for 20 days to get ready for uh, for her homecoming performance a couple years ago. So I don't know if I'd recommend that. I can't even imagine. I go like, Never. I tried to I tried to juice cleanse one time for 10 minutes and then I ate a row of saltine crackers because I couldn't hang. So 10 minutes is all I lasted. Um, I want to ask you also for for some of us, I think I'm guilty of this, and as you know, I'm, I just turned 42, and my body doesn't quite bounce back like it used to, right? I was an athlete. I played sports in college, so I come from a sports background as well. You're an expert in that field, and my husband sometimes tells me, and he's 10 years younger than me, so I, I sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other, but he tells me, he's like, you're not eating enough. Oftentimes, I skip a lot of meals, and I don't shed the weight that I want to in my midsection. Um, but then, but then eating so much feels, it feels weird. It feels like I'm putting on weight right now. Uh, I'm working out hard. I'm doing things. Is it possible that people just aren't eating enough as well? Absolutely. So when you focus on getting your three meals and, and hopefully the snacks within the day, you avoid spikes and drops in blood sugars. You're allowing yourself to have stable energy. And someone who is physically active, they're, they're training, they're taking part in physical activity throughout the day, going long hours, more than three to four hours without eating can actually be really detrimental to performance. And not only that, it can lead to muscle breakdown and muscle loss. So if you are someone who's hoping to build strength from all the work that you're putting in in the gym, make sure that you are eating consistently and you are getting recovery met to get the, to basically meet the needs that you need to for all of your macronutrients to be able to support your performance and 
the goals that you have for your body. Did she use the word now, stability? I, what's that? What's Who's that she? Uh, now, I know that I've, it's been recommended to eat like your heaviest meal for breakfast so you can burn it throughout the day. Is that true? And what's the best meal to have for lunch? Now, I I think that it is it's an advantage to have breakfast in the morning because you are able to get all of your needs met throughout the day by having that additional meal in the morning. Now, the other thing that I like to say is that by having breakfast, you're supporting your metabolism. You're jumpstarting your day. You're keeping yourself more alert for work, for sports, for school. And when skipping any meal, it kind of throws off our relationship with food and prevents us from being more in tune with our hunger and fullness cues. So let's say you did skip breakfast or you weren't eating consistently. Later on the day, you may be eating more foods that feel, uh, excuse me, an amount of food that doesn't feel natural for you. So you may be overeating at one meal or eating more than what's comfortable for you at one sitting. So by eating consistently, it's really important. And when, when when it comes back to the types of foods we should be eating at lunch, I like to say, like, what do you have access to? What creates a satisfying meal for you that helps you keep that helps keep you comfortable? A few examples include sandwiches with some fruit, rice bowls, chicken tofu or steak tacos, salads with nuts and grains in them um, with some fruit added. That's what I personally love to do. And I love to add some grains because adding foods that have more fibers, have, have more protein in them, help keep us more satisfied throughout the day. And they just help um with keeping our energy more stable. Listen, you show me an arugula salad with some strawberries and crumbled <laughs> yes, blue cheese or feta all day, every day. I could eat that. I just never think about it. So I'm going to start thinking yeah. about it so much more now. Thank you so much. Thank you so of much. Course. And I just went on your Instagram and it's so helpful. There's so many different food options. So do go to Yasian Sorry Nutrition, Y-A-S-I-A-N-S-A-R-I Nutrition. These meals look incredible and I'm so excited to try them. And I also want to add, if you want more nutrition information, in addition to my Instagram, visit eatright.org, where you can find a ton of nutrition tips. What a good website name, eatright.org. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right, coming up, want to manifest something? Try the whisper method. If you don't know what that is, we're going to tell you all about it next. Be Channel Q. All right, so I know you and I, Michaela, both to varying degrees believe in the power of manifestation, right? Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's kind of hokey and out there and it doesn't really work, but I feel like if your intentions and your mind space are in the right place, manifestation can be super, super powerful. Absolutely. Right? Um, However, have you heard of the whisper method? No. Okay, me either until I came across this TikTok that our producer shared. And it's very fascinating. Uh, let's let the, the, the person sharing the whisper method do just that and share it with us. I'm going to run you through how to do this method step by step before we jump into the whisper method. Something I'm going to add that is going to give you guys optimal results is self-concept work. So in order to do this self-concept work, we are going to change the story. Starting today, you are going to visualize yourself as the version of you you want your specific person to see. Hot, successful, whatever. And you're going to be repeating affirmations. I have a whole playlist of them for you to use. What's going to happen is those affirmations are going to seep into the brain of the person that you're trying to manifest. They will begin to view 
view you the way you view yourself. Now here comes in the whisper method. Step one, you're going to visualize your specific person wherever you think they would be right now. Get specific, babe. Really visualize this scenario. You're gonna envision yourself walking up to them as a ghost-like spirit, coming up to them and whispering in their ear three times what it is you want them to do. You envision yourself kissing their forehead and walking out of the room. Now remember, through this whole scenario, you're visualizing yourself in this scenario as the ideal version of yourself that you wanna be. And when you leave this room, I want you to fully accept that not only did this happen, that you are exactly that dream version that you already embody it. And have full conviction knowing this is coming. Be patient because it can literally happen any day. Don't affirm the story that it's not happening. Know that it will because it will. Okay, so this is actually really okay. interesting to me because things that have worked for me in the past, like I, I, I tell a story in my book about how I was in a really weird place and I was flying home to work on my book and I only had a few days before I was going home and I was dead broke. And I said, I wrote in my journal on a, third, or a Wednesday or a Thursday that I wanted to host a an award show. Never done it before in my life, but it was a goal of mine. I wanted to host a live award show. The next morning, I get a call, and they asked me to co-host an award show with Adrian Bailon from The Real. And they also said they're willing to pay me, I think it was like $5,000 at the time, which was like the biggest single paycheck I'd ever gotten up to that point. And they said they were going to pay me on uh, on location. I would have the money in my pocket before I left. That gig was that Sunday, two days later. I got the money, flew home, had money in my bank account, and I was able to write my book because I wrote it down. So I, be yeah. I believe in it. What do you think about this method? What do, you, what do you think about the whisper method, though? Listen, I believe in all of it. I have such a witchy little spirit, and I have found that it always works for me as well. And I think that it's great. I think it also gives something for people to believe in. And look, if you don't believe in this stuff, it's not going to work for you because you don't believe in it. If you do, it does. The only thing I think that is tricky is going is having somebody that you want to like you and then you going to them and like sort of saying in their ear that they like you because I would just want to know that Lisa was in love with me not because I like manifested this dream that she did however there's two parts to that as well because if the love's real if does the it love is real well, yeah, but it's also kind of like casting a spell. Like, they could also not. <laughs> but I also like spells. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's I think it's really good. The TikTok has gone incredibly viral. And I think it just goes to show how desperate, I don't want to say desperate, how open we are. Willing to, yeah. people are to really creating a better life for themselves. And trying, people want to be happy. Yeah, trying new things. Yeah. Because I think it's really easy to be like, oh, this is crazy and it's hokey. And, and she's not saying to go find that person and whisper in their physical ear. She's saying to whisper it out loud if, with your, your in your mind with your eyes closed and whisper it out loud. And I think that I think that what I love about it is because what works about manifestation, whether it's writing or speaking things into existence – it's not necessarily changing that person. So that's where I see it a little bit different. I don't see it as necessarily casting a spell, although I do think that does happen and it's possible. I don't see it that way. I see it as, oh, you're getting yourself in the right mindset and attracting what you know you're worth and what you deserve. And and because here's the thing, whether it's like, for instance, like very quickly, a, a certain casting director came into my mind. So I'm going to try this on her, right? And I also know that she hasn't not hired me yet because I'm not talented or because she doesn't like me. 
it's because she hasn't found the right project yet. I know that because she's told me that and I can only believe her, right? And I know that it will happen someday. What I think this does, the whisper method, is gets the person, the other, like me or you, in the right mind space to be able to receive it when it's ready. And I think it just speeds up the process. So I think oftentimes we're actually the like the roadblock. We're actually the reason we're not getting something. Oh, a thousand percent. We're self-sabotaging or we're doubting ourselves or we're, or we're supporting everybody else and lifting. You're really guilty of this one. Hyping everybody else up and lifting everybody else up. And then when it comes time to do it for yourself, sometimes you struggle on the same way. Um, I think what this does is helps kind of hype yourself up too. Totally. And I think that's always a good thing. Anything that makes you feel better, baby. That's all you got to do. Michaela. All right. I want you to fall in love with me. I want you to fall in love with me. I want you to fall in love with me. AJ, do you want to get dinner later? Oh my gosh, it works. (laughs) The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. You know what I love about being live? Tell me. When things happen while we're on the air, we can shift. We're nimble. Our producer is quick. She pulls audio uh, because this is a big, big story and what's popping. It's not the one we planned on doing about three minutes ago. Absolutely. But everything changed very quickly. What do you have for us? All right. Well, Will Smith shared a video in which he began apologizing to Chris Rock for slapping the comedian. We have some audio. Take a listen to this brand new apology. So there's two things. One, um disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate when I let people down. Um, so it, it hurts. Uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. And the work I'm trying to do is I am deeply remorseful and I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. Right. I'm human and I made a mistake and I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Um, so I would say to those people, I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking. Um, but I, I promise you, I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And, you know, if you, if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. Ooh. So he's saying, I want to be friends again, and uh, I hope that you can be. You think that Chris will be his friend again? At some point. Well, Chris, Chris's team did respond, though, already and said, we're not ready to talk. Yeah. Chris isn't ready for this. I, I feel like Chris is not going to be his friend again. I feel like people can only handle what they can handle, and he humiliated and completely disrespected Chris Rock. And there are some things you just cannot come back from. And I think that Will is really apologetic and he really means it. But I I think that's not going to happen. I don't know. Chris strikes me as like a sweet spirit. And but I think even sweet spirits have their limit. It's not about being sweet. It's like, I forgive you, listen, you but I have enough self-respect. I'm moving on. You and I have been hurt really badly by some people in our lives. Family members, right? And somehow, whenever they come around and try to like be kind and apologize, we always find a way to open our hearts again. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I dealt with this yesterday. My mom sent me a text 
Um, and it's a long story, so I won't get into it. But what I learned in therapy at first was I really wanted to give everybody an opportunity. I wanted to forgive. I wanted to forget. And then as I've gotten now deeper in my therapy, I'm also learning very strict boundaries and yeah. self-respect. And I am unfortunately not going to be able to have a relationship with my mother. Am I angry? Absolutely not. Do I love her? Yes. Do I know she loves me? Yes. But there's just too many things that are disrespectful. And you just sometimes have to very lovingly say, this relationship isn't for me. And I could see Chris feeling that way too. And yeah. it's not about being a sweet person. I'm the sweetest. I just know that I also, I have a level of respect that needs to be upheld and yeah. it's not. Do you know what I think is, is different for Chris? Is that speaking of your mother, Will Smith apologized to Chris's mother and his brother, Tony Rock, who is an, also a really great comedian Love as Tony. well. Um, and I think I think that's I, I think that's a, there, it shows me that there's like a personal connection between the two. If you're apologizing to somebody's mother and brother, your families know each other. And so I think that's the one thing that gives me some hope. Also, if Chris decides to never accept this apology, that's also his right to. Yeah. Like he has every right to like like deuces, dude. Like I don't ever want to talk to you again. Yeah, totally. It, it is wild to hear <clears throat> somebody as an A-list celebrity who just won an Oscar like Will Smith crying and apologizing this way. It's pretty open and pretty vulnerable. Yeah, so it is. Regardless of whether he gets the outcome he hopes for, I think it's healing for Will Smith as well. Definitely. Mm. All right, coming up in our final hour is the great uncanceling upon us. Cancel culture jail may be over, but is it deserving? We'll talk about it. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, listen, one of the things that Republicans always talk about, like liberals, they always say they're like woke culture, cancel culture, we cancel everything, right? Even though they tend to be the ones that want to cancel a lot of things, like the million moms on Facebook, they want to cancel, I don't know, queer books in, in libraries, mm-hmm. amongst other things. But what actually is cancel culture? And have we reached an era uh, that some are calling the great uncanceling? Is it upon us? Are we actually here? Let me give you some references and then we'll discuss, right? Not that long ago, in the last two to three years, uh, Leah Michelle canceled, right? She she posted supporting Black Lives Matter, and then some of our co uh, co-stars from Glee said, uh, "You literally said one time a black co-star said if you had the opportunity, you would take a dump in my wig, right?" Very racist stuff, like a lot of claims of racism against Leah Michelle. Well, now she's coming back and playing Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl this fall on Broadway. Okay, James Franco. Also was canceled, very problematic, a few years ago. Nobody thought he would ever work again. Um, and it, as it turns out, uh, he's he's heading back to work right now. And he's returning to acting in the new film called Me, You. Okay? He's made a comeback. Kevin Spacey, right? Kind of blamed his sexuality in our community for, for him doing the things he was doing uh, in the 80s and the 90s and beyond. And we thought he would never work again. Well, now he's he's coming back. He's got a film on the way as well. Uh, so, have we reached a moment of uncanceling now? Well, I think it depends on the crime. I mean, Leah Michelle was like a major BITCH, but it's been two years. She's a mother now, so we don't know where she's coming from. Um, she said really mean things to people, but there can be growth, 
and I could appreciate her going back to Funny Girl. But for people like Louis C.K., who literally masturbated in front of so many women mm-hmm. and really was like sexually assaulting should, women, that should, he should be in prison. Kevin Spacey, mm. and also uh, who's the other one you mentioned? James Franco. James Franco. I think there's a huge difference between like saying some mean things and you're like, I've grown up, and then sexually assaulting or abusing someone. Yeah. Um, because that doesn't feel like a character trait. That feels like just who you are morally. Yeah. And I think that, you know, these aren't one and done crimes. Like, these happened. Louis C.K. brought in multiple women, so much so that really big, heavy-hitting female comedians came out and spoke against him as well. And I think that... You know, with Kevin Spacey, like, he definitely sexually abused younger men. But I feel like oftentimes it goes back to the Me Too movement. Like, are women just not listened to or are people who are more vulnerable vulnerable not listened to? I, I think they should never work in Hollywood again. I agree. It's very a very different conversation than, for instance, Whoopi Goldberg, who was on The View back in February and made a comment saying that the Holocaust was not about race. Kind of misspoke on it and was suspended for a while and apologized. And then they moved on, right? To misspeak on something and to get it wrong, to say that it was about this versus this, is very different than sexually assaulting human beings and multiple of them, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know that, like, what's wrong with you? Like, the fact that we even have to have this conversation, yeah, babe, it's not getting canceled. It's they have to pay the price for sexually assaulting people. And I think we can also walk and chew gum at the same time. I think two things can be uh, true at the same time. I think that, yeah. If James Franco and Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey really have learned and repented and they're better humans now, fantastic. Does that mean I think they should be getting comedy specials and films ever again? Absolutely not. Why why do we reward that? Do you know what I mean? There are so many talented people out there who we don't know about yet. I just saw, I told you, I saw a pilot the other day for a show called Remember, and it's a queer black cast. It's being supported by the 150 Initiative at GLAAD, and... The, the pilot episode is one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen in my entire life. And I knew of, I think, maybe two of the actors going in. And like they were like not big names either. And seeing that story told, I was like, why don't we, why don't we get to see these stories? Yeah. Why do we have the same people telling the same stories and the same narratives over and over again? And then we cancel them and give them another opportunity. Why? I don't want Kevin Spacey representing their community. Like, I'm sorry you had a hard time with it. We all have a hard time coming out. Most of us do. That doesn't mean you go sexually assault somebody and then get a, a multi-million dollar picture deal down the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's just, it feels, it feels privileged. Yeah. So I think that's the point. And you know better. You know the difference between canceling and letting somebody just not pay the mistakes, pay the price for their <clears throat> mistakes and paying the price for like abuse. So they're criminals and they should be in jail. Okay, that's all I feel about that. <laughs> she said what she said. <laughs> Tell me something good. This is something good. This is something great. Uh, it's it's meant to warm your heart as you head off into the rest of your day and the weekend ahead. This is beautiful, though. 20-year-old Nico Cazorla Car- uh, has recently been documenting his transition on TikTok. And this latest update just has get tissues ready because last week, Uh, He uploaded the video from his uh, visit back home to Spain. Now, in it, his grandfather asked for a new picture to frame and replace the previous one on his family picture mantle. The grandpa 
over in Spain asked for a picture of him post-transition to change oh my God, it's the picture just on his sweetie. It's just the sweetest <clears throat> thing in the world because yeah. I don't know if your grand grandmother was like this, but I feel like all grandparents have like that shelf or that bookshelf that but, has all the current pictures of all the grandkids and everybody else, right? Listen to me, I'm all over Vivian's walls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, this has been viewed over uh, 1.2 million times on TikTok. And I, I will say, I remember when I came out to my grandmother, my mom actually kind of came out to her for me. And she w- she was confused a little bit, I think, but she was also very, very supportive. And her Catholic faith, I think, like kind of kept her from fully understanding it at first. But she gave a gift to my then boyfriend for his birthday. Angel. And then also, after my grandfather passed, uh, showed me a, a pamphlet that she had held on to from like the late 1940s, early 50s after the war and of when they went down to New Orleans for an insurance convention that he worked for an insurance company, Prudential, and they went to a drag bar and there was a pamphlet and they kept it for all these years because she wanted me to know that your grandfather had the time of his life that night so and he would have been okay. How cool is that? I love it. I love grandparents. Love grandparents. Okay, this story is amazing. <clears throat> a teen who was publicly body shamed by Matt Gates helped raise $168,000 for abortion funds. At the Turning Point USA Student Action Summit in Tampa, Florida, Congressman Matt Gates made comments that essentially body shamed an entire demographic of people. His comments did not go unnoticed as they made the rounds of social media. Olivia Juliana, 19, decided to make a witty response to his remarks on Twitter before Gates took her profile picture and shared it. Um, she said, it's come to my attention that Matt Gates, alleged pedophile, has said that it's always the odious 5'2", 350-pound woman that nobody wants to impregnate who rally for abortion. I'm actually 5'11", 6'4", in heels. I wear them so the small men like you are reminded of your place. And then she was able to raise $168,000. Okay, can I can I let you have a little bit of an update on this? Yeah. Um. So, updated just a few minutes ago. There have been $1.4 million raised. Oh, my God. $1.4 million raised. That's the update. That's how fast this thing's moving. That's incredible. Incredible. So cool. That's amazing. Well, listen, this 5'2", 120-pound woman is putting a full video together with all different types of women and non-binary people, and we will be dedicating it to Matt Gates because it is not just one type of woman. It is all women fighting for our rights. It's such a gross thing to say. He's such a little... Ugh, I can't even He's call him a the small, word I want small man, but we're not going to focus on him. No, it's we're Friday. Focus on her. <clears throat> we love her, Olivia Juliana. It is Friday. We're going to go turn on Beyonce, live our best lives as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our guests. Uh, you can stick around for three hours of curated music just for you, and then stick around for Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. We'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.